Hi, welcome to the Haven Youth Church Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message encourages you and empowers you to be all God created you to be. We love you. Welcome to the family. There's an eager expectation and a hope in the room. An anticipation. There's faith in the room. The Holy Spirit says there's strength. For you in the room. Amen. There's an equipping available in the room tonight. <clears throat> when, a, uh, when we look at major weather patterns that set, that set the course of a year or years, we look to the, 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 the winds, the El Nino or the La Nina wind patterns that will blow uh, to the east or to the west. And these will set the pattern of of the the temperatures and the snowfall or lack thereof that we'll get in a given year. And these these winds will blow across the nation, right? And, And throughout America. And Typically, if you have unseasonable, unseasonably warm winters uh, uh, or winter, it's because of El Nina. And if it's particularly cold, sometimes it's La Nina. And depending on where you're at in the, in the, the nation, the weather pattern affects you a little bit differently. If you're further north, it might snow more. If you're more central or south, it might rain more. Nonetheless, it's the wind that sets the temperature. It sets the, the weather pattern. And it doesn't, just, it doesn't just, these winds don't just affect the coastal regions. It may affect the coastal regions differently, but they don't just affect the coastal regions. They don't just affect the Midwest or the Southwest or the Northeast, but it's all of, of the nation. And when we look at at what God is is breaking out in you know around America, man, it's so exciting. It's exciting because this is what we've been telling you about. Some of you've never seen, you've only heard what we've told you about revival, and and, and it's like, told you, told you it could happen. And when the wind blows, it doesn't just blow in a town, it doesn't just blow in a specific building. When the Holy Spirit comes, it doesn't just come in a specific region, but it sweeps the nation. Every revival in recorded history never just just affected a church or four walls. That wouldn't even be a revival. We wouldn't even call that revival. And that, that church may have been the epicenter of that revival or the, the, the place where the, the scene effects began, but it never just stayed there, right? And so why is that, why should I understand that and be encouraged by that? Because you need to look at the radar. <laughs> There's a wind of the Spirit that's blowing again across this country. <laughs> and, and it's right that you came into this building with a heart of expectation. 
It's proper that you came in with a heart of expectation because the Lord is moving and he says, all who are thirsty, let them come and let them drink. Oh, there is a river available for you tonight. You don't have to wait on a sermon or an altar call or a song as you've already been exhorted. You don't have to wait on on someone to hype you. Oh, you just need to reach your hands to heaven. You just need to open your mouth. You just need to receive what the Lord has already secured for you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is here in this house. Oh, and He's moving even now. And I'm going to give you a word. Oh, but I'm telling you, you don't have to wait for a word. Hallelujah to God. Oh, the Holy Spirit doesn't wait on us. He's ready to move. He's waiting on you to respond. Not on the minister, on you to respond. Oh, to His hovering. Oh, just just for you and your spirit. Hear it for, 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 for what you're believing for, to light up for whatever He's already secured for you, for your healing and your wholeness. Oh, for your breakthrough. It's here tonight now. Oh, not because I said it, but because the Holy Spirit is, this place is pregnant with the power and the presence of God. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't you just stretch your hands to heavens one more time. Oh, God, we're hungry. Oh, God, we're desperate. Jesus, do it here, Father. Do it here, Lord Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, we're desperate for you, for your spirit, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I want to read. This is may come out as an exhortation. I, I, I don't know if it'll get we'll get a full sermon out of this tonight. Um, this has come through some of my preaching recently, uh, and uh, in Sunday school class, Genesis thirty-seven, verse. First, I just want you to stay right where you're at. Genesis 37, the Bible says Jacob lived in the land of his father's sojourning in the land of Canaan. And these are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was pasturing the flock with his brothers. And he was a boy with the sons of Bilah and Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. Joseph, who you know was the son who receives the coat of many colors. But before he ever received a coat, he was distinct, he was other, and he was different. And he had a crew, a squad with him that was not walking uprightly, and he gave a bad report. He said, I am not them. I, I am not going to partake. And what? why? Because there was a holy distinction already on his life. And the Lord, not only did the Lord notice this, but his father noticed this as well. And the Bible says, now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his sons because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a robe or a tunic, depending on the version that you're reading tonight, of many colors. The son of his old age can also be transliterated as the son of his last days, which is important for our our thought 
tonight. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. Joseph, who's already distinct, becomes more distinct, double distinct, because his father makes him a coat. And it's not just any coat, but it's a coat of many colors. It's a coat that covers him from head, from, from his, his, uh, his shoulders all the way down past his feet. It's a coat most theologians would agree that was equivalent to that of a king's robe, a king's coat to signify royalty, to signify you'll never work in the field. You'll never be like a commoner anymore. When you put on this coat, this coat is a sign of, of, of loyal, uh, royal rather status. And so he's walking around with this coat. And the Bible says, well, it, it indicates that he probably wore the coat a great deal. He's always wearing the coat, always letting people know that, that he's got a, a, special, a special coat on. And in the very next verse, the Bible says that Joseph dreamed a dream. Because that's what this kind of coat does, is it gives you a brand new vision and a brand new hope and a brand new perspective and a brand new lens through which you're going to see the world when you begin to put on this coat. And so the Bible says that, that Joseph is wearing the coat, he's dreaming dreams, and, and, and unfortunately he has to tell his, brother about, his brothers about his dreams, which seem to also elevate Himself a great deal. Verse 9 says, and he dreamed another dream and told his brothers. And verse 12 says, now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, this is Jacob, who's now Israel, said to Joseph, are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem? He's concerned. This is a, a place of, of wicked people. And he's concerned that his sons are, are in trouble and so he says, come, I'll send you to them. And he said, here I am, which is a, a direct. We don't have time to go through all the parallels, but this is a direct correlation to, to Isaiah. Here am I, send me. So he said to him, go now and see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock and bring me word. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron and he came to Shechem. And let's go down to verse 18. It says, they saw him from afar it's because his coat was that distinctive. The coat that he wore, they could see from a great distance. That's that dreamer. That's what they said. Here comes the dreamer. Here's, here comes one who sees the future a lot different than we see the future. And they conspired against him to kill him. And they said to one another, here comes this dreamer. In verse 23, so when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore. And you know the story, they're going to throw him in a pit and he's going to be sold into slavery. I want to speak to you, uh, exhort to you, talk to you on this thought. My favorite coat. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you're here, that you're present. We sense Holy Spirit ready to move. And help, help, help me, Father, to navigate this night in a way, Lord Jesus, that's pleasing and honoring to you. And Lord God, that in a way that you will that we'll see your hand, Lord God, your arm, Father, as you've already exhorted to us, all oh, be made strong in the hearts and the lives of these young people. Amen, amen. Do it tonight, Jesus. I, I've got a coat. I've got a favorite coat that I've been wearing. I've got a favorite coat like, I suppose, a little bit like Jake, like Joseph. Uh, this, is, um, this is my dad's coat. And if you don't know, my dad recently passed away. Maybe that's weird. I don't know that you wear. 
I don't know, it's weird, it probably is. But, you know, I'm not really concerned what you think about the coat. Maybe it's helping me cope, I don't know. But man, like, uh, look, Kyle said, look good on you. All right, let's go. And so, it's not, not just this coat, but man, I've also got like probably 15 or 20 shirts. My dad had a very limited wardrobe. And, uh, and, uh, and so, he wore an extra large. I've started wearing an extra large because I like the way his stuff fits on me. It covers the packing in the winter. And, and so, so they become my favorite shirts, right, and my favorite coat. And I really, not, it's not for fashion's sake, right? And so he's got, he's got there's this coat and another coat that's all stained up that I've been, that I've been wearing, right? And I got a little concerned because uh, this one went missing for a while. Someone here, I think, tried to snatch it up. And so I'm like, don't they know? That's my dad's coat, and he's dead, right? Like, <laughs> It's not just any coat, right? And so it's special to me, right? So Jessica and I are talking about maybe turning it into a shoe, right? I don't know. It's a long story. It's a really long story, actually. It's a whole, whole other level in my life that I don't want to open up right now. But, but, uh, but this coat means something to me, right? And, uh, and so I, I wear it, and, and, I, and it's not a, a pride thing. Um, and and it's, not, it's not for, it's not for, for an, you know, some sort of... Uh, not a fashion. I wear it because it's my dad's. That's it. It's my dad's coat. My brother saw it the other day. He got angry. I was looking for that coat. I'm like, you got 42 of his coats. Okay, I took this one. Get over it. You know, like seriously. Uh, and so he literally has like probably 42. And I got two. So uh, in, our, in our passage, we read, uh, we read Joseph, who's proud, not a shame. He's proud of his father, Jacob, or Israel, who's given him a coat. A coat, the Bible says, of his last days. And we know that all of Scripture, particularly the Old Testament, is types and shadows of what we read in the New. And the Bible has a great deal to say about, about Joseph. In fact, more to say about Joseph than even than even Abraham, <clears throat> the patriarch of the faith, right? Not because he's more important, but because, because anytime we go into types and shadows, this is what these characters of, of Jesus, this is what the scripture does. And, and Joseph is a, a character, a sketch, if you will, an outline of a picture of Jesus, one who was distinct, the one who became more distinct when he himself started wearing the coat of his father. <laughs> and, 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 and we, we, we see in our, in our, in our story that, that in this, this type and shadow that Israel longed to give his son a coat in his last days. It was really interesting to me because Israel knows a lot about coats himself. And he didn't always wear a good coat. I can remember when Israel was still Jacob. I can remember in Scripture when Israel was still Jacob and he had his mom make him a coat. Do you remember that one? It was a coat of deception, a coat that brought him a lot of trouble, a coat that brought him a lot of, a lot of shame, uh, a coat that kept him on the run looking over his shoulder most of his life. But at some point, he took off that coat and found another, right? And then with his son, Joseph, he said, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to put on him a curse. No, no, no. I'm going to make him a special coat because it's, it's the son of my old age. It's the son of my last days. And I'm going to leave with him something that can carry him in, that'll give him the authority, that'll give him the position, that'll give him the power to carry out all that God has given unto me. And in Luke chapter 24, the Bible says, this is Jesus in his last sermon. He says, behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you. He says, but stay in the city until you're, you know, the King James says, endued. This passage in the English standard says properly, clothed with power from on high. This is Jesus who said in the last days, pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Jesus who's in his last days, in his, not his old age, but his last days. And he says, before I go, I've got something I need you to wear. I've got a coat I need you to put on. I've got a coat, power, that I'm going to, that I'm going to allow you to, to envelop your, your life from, 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 from neck to toes. It's going to envelop all that you are. I want to put on you a coat. Amen. Hallelujah unto God. And I want to tell somebody tonight. You don't have to wrestle over the father's inheritance. Right? You don't have to wrestle over who gets the coat and who doesn't get the coat. We're not like. We're not like tonight Joseph and, 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 and his ten brothers and his, his dad who, who made the mistake of maybe highlighting Joseph a little too much and just made one coat. And I wonder, I wonder if his brothers just had asked. I wonder if they had just asked, could I get one of those? I wonder, if, I wonder if Israel might not have just said, of course you can have one. You want a coat? I'll make you one too. But we're not like that. We... Treat each other as though we are. We treat each other as, as though one's gifting is, is elevating them to a place to where now I have to throw stones at them. Now I, have to, now I have to pick apart their life. And the moment they trip and they fall, see, I told you, that coat wasn't very special. My coat's probably better, right? See, I told you, looking to moves like Asbury, right, and trying to find like fault, right? Those of you who are surprised by that, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised by people who, who, only, who only condemn. Don't be surprised by the religious elite that only condemn. This is what they've always done. And you're in a house that certainly has experienced a great deal of, those of you in leadership know full well the condemnation that has come to this house from the religious elite, right? And so we're not just not just to this youth ministry, but the church as a whole. We went through nine months of the Butter Street revival of services every single night and miracles and signs and wonders every night. And and people were, people were talking about what a, a charlatan our pastor was, right? Because this is what people do. Like, wait a minute, look at that coat, right? And it stirs up strife and it stirs up envy, right? So can I remind you tonight? There's a coat for you. He says it's imperative that I go away 
Because if I go, I'm going to send the gift of the Holy Spirit. I want to send you a, I want to send you a code. And it's not, just, it's not just for one, right? But for anyone who will. It's for your children and for your children's children. There's a coat for you that will bring a distinctiveness to your life. That will allow you to dream the dream of heaven for your home and for your community and for your church and for your youth ministry. And that dream won't have any room for division and it won't have any room for jealousy and it won't have any room for, for, for backbiting. And, and, and why? Because you're ate up and consumed with the dream. No wonder Joseph put on his coat every day. No wonder why it grew old to everybody. He had to remind himself, I'm so somebody different. I'm somebody different. I got a different coat on. I got a different robe about my life that has established me, established me with a particular level of authority and a particular level of power. And if his brothers only knew that he was on the road to Shechem to help them to ensure that they were okay, he was doing the mission of his father to make sure his brothers were okay, but they somehow saw it as evil. And this is what people do. You run with your coat of authority to them to help them and they somehow somehow interpret that as you being a, a, a some sort of some some sort of enemy of theirs and and there'll be that I'm not intimidated by people who don't like my coat my dad's coat and I don't care if you like the color or not I don't care if you like the brand or not and I know Carhartt's a little hip right now give it a couple years I'm still going to wear my coat. When you take your Carhartt, your Carhartt beanie to the Goodwill. Because it's not on TikTok anymore. Still my dad's coat. And I won't put it on. Can I tell you? When I put on the coat of the Holy Spirit, my life was never the same. My life was never the same. But before I get there, can I tell you that the only reason why I had the opportunity was because somebody else put on the coat. Somebody else put on the coat and began to speak into my life. Thus saith God. What were they doing? They were putting on the coat that sometimes comes with a gift of discernment. And sometimes comes with a gift of prophecy. And sometimes comes with visions and dreams. And, and this this. This preacher had visions and dreams and discernment all about me. And he said, oh, I've been praying for you, Matt. I don't know where you've been this past summer. I don't know what you've done, but I've come to tell you that God loves you. I didn't even get, I didn't even get five feet out of the, the, the truck of my vehicle. I stepped out on a campground that I should have been a camper at, but I was not because I was living in sin and rebellion. Just take five steps out and already here comes one with a coat on. I'm so thankful that I'm surrounded by people who weren't ashamed of the coat of the Holy Spirit. Oh, the shame weren't ashamed of what people would say or, or how they might talk about them, but they walked under the authority of God and the power of God. How did they do it? They just put on the coat. They just put on the coat. I don't know if it was Robert or Robbie, but we in a group chat, just some, obviously some of the talk has been the, these revivals and stuff and Somebody sent a video of a, a girl who 
was, um, was live streaming, which they don't allow. Uh, they're not really concerned about going viral. If you haven't noticed, they don't have any merch. I'm sure somebody will try to, but not from their end. It's authentic. And that's what happens. You, if you think that we have to have some, some we're missing some social media wonder or something like that. If we just had a social media team or if we just had a cooler, if we had a cooler platform, right? And I really do want an LED wall. If we just had an LED wall, right? Holy Spirit is not looking for an LED wall. He's looking for hungry hearts. People say, I'll, I'll, I'll take the coat that you've made for me. I'll put it on. I'll put, if there's a coat for me, then I want that coat. And so this, this, this lady's just a testimony. She's, like, she's talking about, like, I've never been in Pentecostal church except for when I was, when I was young. And I, I remember distinctively the praying in tongues and the laying on of hands. And that's been about my experience when I was preteen and and I, I come and and to be a spectator and that's okay and that's what a lot of people are doing and then God is touching their lives and 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 she's she she's talking about this 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 lady who she said I've never seen she said this is this is a high water mark for my life and what I witnessed I will never forget and she talks about this lady actually shows shows the live stream that she was she you know had cut, cut down and this lady was was um, having a, a seizure, and they were carrying her out and, and whatnot, and they are called for the, the, and it was all playing out, you know, she was seizing a great deal. And at some point in the, in the video, this girl, they, they moved her from the, the middle out to an aisle, and at some point in the video, this girl comes close, and she just, Take authority. She's like, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of infirmity. Come off this woman. I, I declare healing and wholeness. And what was she doing? Putting on a coat. And that lady began to screech out. Think what you will, right? And this is why she posted it. She began to screech out as this demonic spirit left her body and healing came to her. Why? Somebody put on a coat. Saw somebody just put on a coat. Oh, there's no magic solution. There's no hocus pocus. We don't have to get a, 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 a supernatural equation together to have revival. We just need a generation that will decide. They're going to show up to moments like this with their coat on. They're going to show up to the workplace with a coat on. They're going to show up to their schools with their coat on. Oh, they're going to allow the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit does. Hallelujah. They're going to walk in the authority of God and the power. Power of God. Oh my God, my God. When the Holy Spirit came on me, unable to speak in front of people, unable to put together a sentence that made any sense, right here, in fact, is where it was at in an all night prayer meeting all by myself. And suddenly I've got something to say. And suddenly it seems to make sense a little bit. Oh, what I have is and starts starts kind of burning in here, and and I've already told you how much I hate preaching, but the other side of that is is I hate when I'm not preaching too. It's a weird tension, and and if I'm in your seat and somebody else is up, all I really want is if I had. Robert tells me all 
Brother Rob tells me all the time, just let me know I have an exhortation, right? Like, I've always have it. In fact, I probably have 42 exhortations. And if you're called to preach, you probably do. It's probably a good indication if you're trying to figure out whether or not the call of God is on your life. Do you got a word? Do you got a word? Uh, Because if you're called, you've always got a word because you see a word in everything. You see a word in the numbers. You see a word in the time. You see everywhere you go, there's a message. Everywhere you go, Holy Spirit is bringing some sort of spiritual truth to your life, right? And so, and so when, this, when, this, when this coat come on me, I was never the same. I'm changing my major at university. I'm starting to have dreams of, 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 of services in high school gyms. Uh, and and me ministering at them, which was really weird because I couldn't I couldn't do like, it wasn't something. And so I, I, I want to be a teacher, which is in front of young people. But again, that doesn't make sense with my my abilities that I was aware of at the time. What am I saying is, if you'll if you'll put on the coat, your life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same. The Lord Jesus has a coat for you. And this coat will look like initially speaking in an unknown tongue. That's not the, that's not the, the coat, but it is the initial evidence of the coat. And, and the Lord wants to not just save you, but he wants to empower you and equip you with the infilling of his Holy Ghost. And this is what he did to the 120. This is what he preached as his last sermon. And 120 people decided they would put on the coat. 120 people decided that they wouldn't be ashamed. And although they said these are drunk, these are drunk men in the, in the middle of the day. One says, uh-uh, these aren't drunk as you suppose. But this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. Oh, in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and there it is right there on every single last one just as he poured it out on all in the upper room he come to pour it out on you and me as well he is not a respecter of persons there's the code for you and here's the thing about the coat you can take it off That's why even if you've been filled, you need to be refilled tonight. Amen. Even if you've been filled, you need refilled tonight. I was, uh, I had a rental car. And this guy, I'm a really patient man, except for on the road. This is just one example. This guy, uh, I'm coming through an inter- intersection, and it's a yellow light. And so I'm going through it. But this guy, or I'm trying to, but this guy decides he's going to act like he's going to turn left in front of me in the, inter- in the intersection. So he punches the gas and slams on the brake. Of course, it causes me to stop, and then he gets to turn on yellow instead of me going through on yellow, right? And then he laughs. He shouldn't have laughed. And I, he was in a weird car, something a beta would drive. And I went down to the next light, and I turned into the mall parking lot. And I think it was probably outside of Dillard's, of course. And 
I found his car, and he was still in it. I shouldn't share this. And I waited till he made eye contact with me in his rearview mirror. I pulled right behind him, and I rolled down my window. And when I did, it was like, if you ever played Contra, they had this gun that spread, you know? You guys know about Contra? And it was like Contra all over the back of his window. And then he raised his shoulders like he didn't know. And then, you know, I pointed my finger at him. And I drove around the mall, and the Holy Spirit hit me a ton. And I'm repenting in my car, and I'm making deals with the Lord. I'm like, okay, if there's a rental car, if there's a piece of paper in this car, I will write him an apology and pay for a car wash and put it on his windshield. Obviously, the, the Lord said vengeance is mine, and there was no paper. <laughs> so I was just doing the Lord's work. I, I shared that. It wasn't that long ago. It was longer than it should have been. <laughs> I shared that because I don't care who you are. You've got to put on the coat every day. There's not a day. <laughs> you have deceived yourself if you think that there's a day where you can stand on your own two feet. If you want this empowerment that Lindsay, that Lindsay uh, interpreted, that message in the spirit that came to us. If you want this overcoming power, you need a coat. You need a coat. And there's a coat available for you. And, and like Joseph's coat, it's a coat of many colors. I don't know if it was a coat of all the, of all the rainbows. I know that's, the rainbow belongs to the Lord. I don't know if it was a coat of all the rainbows or if I've, I've read that the colors were, were within its, the sleeves, the cuffs, and the trim. And it was actually white. I don't know. But I do know that the coat that the Lord has for you is a coat of deliverance. I said there's a code of deliverance for you tonight. There's a code of freedom that you can put on. Oh, this coat, this coat will bring liberty. It'll bring strength. This coat, this coat that's available, this coat that's available will allow you to stand up with healing and wholeness. Oh, I don't know what the shame has been, but I'm going to tell you this coat this coat will take care of shame. Oh, yes, this coat will take care of the hurt of your past. This coat, if you'll put it on, oh, my God, my God, if you will just put on the coat of your father. Oh, if you'll just embrace the coat of your father. Oh, you can get up and you can know, oh, my God, that there is a gift of prophecy that can come from your lungs. Oh, from your heart. 
heart. Oh my God, there's a gift on you. Oh, you may not have tapped into it yet. Put on the coat and you might have the gift of healing right here in your hands. Amen. You might have a word of knowledge for the for the, the, the person beside you or behind you in your, in your classroom. Oh my goodness, you might have the word of encouragement. I wish we had some Barnabases in here full of the Holy Ghost who just went around encouraging, went around reminding people that you are somebody going somewhere, that you're, you're better than your worst decisions and your, your worst mistakes. Oh, but you're going somewhere and you've got it in you to do all that God has called you to do. I wish we had some, some encouragers in here that when everybody else said, I don't think they do, come along the Pauls and say, wait a minute, I'm telling you, by way of the Holy Ghost, he's got it. I need people in my life that remind me he's got it. He's got the real thing. He's got the real coat. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to know that there's healing in this room for you tonight. I want you to know that there's wholeness in this room for you tonight. But it might look like picking up the coat. I don't know what you've thought about it. And I, I know that in this youth ministry, we're not, a, we're not, we're not a unfamiliar with with uh, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In fact, I don't know of another youth ministry that has experienced more infillings in their youth services than this one right here. That's just, uh, you know, it's a narrow perspective, but it's a perspective. And, uh, and I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm preaching to you that each one of us, if it's your first, if you've never received, tonight's your night to put it on. And if you already received, you need more. You need to put it on afresh. Amen. Maybe maybe he needs to put a little more down in there. Maybe a little more thin slate. I don't know. But there's a brand new infilling for you tonight. Garfield Middle School needs me wear a coat. Luke, Garfield Middle School, the freshman building. Show choir, is that what it is? They need you. Wear a coat. Amen. Maria, I saw what the coat did for you over here. I saw the healing come to your, to your body in a moment, right? <laughs> There's more than just healing. Amen. There's divine authority. Amen. Oh, the Holy Spirit has so much for you to walk in. If you'll just say yes to him, that's all you got to do. Say yes to him. I'll wear the coat. I'll say yes to you, Holy Spirit. If you have that for me, then I will not deny. I'll take it. I'll put it on. Amen. Hasha, what God has already done through your short little life, in just a few months, what, he's a, what you've allowed the, the Holy Spirit to do through you and all the people, single-handedly, you can fill up, a, fill up our church bus. Oh, imagine if you'll just let him, if you'll just put on the coat of the Holy Spirit. My goodness, my goodness. Devin, did you hear me? There's a coat for you. Herb, I don't know if you're awake or not, but I come to tell you, brother, there's a coat for you. Yes, sir. There's a coat for you. Amen. Your family's desperate for you to wear the coat. Your workplace is desperate. Your university is desperate for you to wear the coat. How did it happen at Asbury? Somebody wore a coat. How did it happen at Lee? Somebody wore a coat. Who will be willing to put on a coat in this house? Stand to your feet right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Put you stretch your hands to heaven. Oh, God. If there's a coat available, if you, Lord God, have 
put together a coat for me. Oh, then I want to wear it. I want to wear it. Hallelujah. Oh, this coat comes with power. Amen. The Bible says if you'll, if you'll tarry in Jerusalem, you will be endued with power. And I don't care what denomination says otherwise. I'm going to believe this book. There is power available. There's still power available to you and to anyone who will. Hallelujah. There's power available to you in this house. An overcoming power that will cause you to live a distinct life. An overcoming life. There's overcoming power in the coats. Amen to God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I want two waves of people to, to respond tonight. I want the first wave to be if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, but you know you want it, you come first right now in the name of Jesus. You're going to receive tonight. And so begin to move really quickly. And right behind them, the rest of us are going to come who've already received, uh, but know that they need a fresh baptism. That know full well that if you're caught, you're caught at a wrong intersection on the wrong day, you might be going contra on the back of somebody's windshield as well. And so who's, who's going to be first? Come on, move, move quickly. You're going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah. And I'm going to take this off. Thanks for listening. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with someone. You can follow us on social media at Haven Youth Church. We love you, fam. The best is yet to come.